The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is brought to you by Clinica Sierra Vista. Welcome back to the 17 News at Sunrise podcast, where we share your news on your schedule. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. We begin with some breaking news from overnight out of Southwest Bakersfield. A man is dead this morning following an officer-involved shooting. Here's what police are saying. Officers responded to a reported death of an elderly woman at a home on Manning Street. No foul play was suspected, but officers discovered her adult son, who was at the home, had an outstanding arrest warrant. Officers say they tried to arrest him after the death investigation, but he resisted and pulled out a knife. That's what led up to the officer-involved shooting. The man was pronounced dead at the scene. Police aren't giving any other details at this time. We'll continue to track this story for you. A fight in a parking lot in Northwest Bakersfield quickly escalated into a shooting. It happened around 2 a.m. yesterday in the parking lot of El Portal and the Gary's Irish Pub that's off Callaway and Brimhall. Police say two adults were shot and taken to local hospitals. They're both said to be in stable condition. No word on what exactly led up to the fight. The identity of the shooter has not been released. And the Kern County Sheriff's Office seized a small arsenal after responding to reports of shots fired in Northwest Bakersfield. Deputies were called to Bissell Road around 5 p.m. yesterday to investigate reports of someone firing shots from a pickup. Deputies say they contacted the driver, identified as 22-year-old Reese Reynolds. He's being accused of being in possession of an illegal assault rifle equipped with a suppressor. Deputies seized a total of 10 firearms and Reynolds was arrested for weapons violations. Meanwhile, deputies arrested a person accused of firing gunshots in the air outside the poorhouse bar and grill. This also happened early Sunday morning. Deputies say the suspect led them on a pursuit, stopping at Brimhall Road where the arrest was made. No injuries were reported. And turning to a new warning this morning, Kern County Animal Services is sounding the alarm for pet owners about a, about a new respiratory illness after two dogs died at the shelter. A severe and sometimes fatal respiratory illness has been reported in dogs across 10 states. This past weekend, the Kern County Animal Shelter says two of their dogs died with symptoms consistent with that respiratory illness. However, lab results to confirm the causes of death are still pending. Here are the symptoms experts say dog owners need to look out for. Persistent cough, eye or nasal discharge, fever, lethargy, and loss of appetite. If you notice, notice any of these symptoms in your dog, you're urged to see a veterinarian. An update this morning on Derek Chauvin, the Minneapolis police officer convicted of killing George Floyd. Chauvin was stabbed on Friday while serving his 21-year sentence in a Tucson, Arizona prison. Though seriously injured, the Minnesota Attorney General's office says Chauvin will survive. Attorney Je uh, Gregory Erickson, who represented Chauvin in a civil case, criticized the facility for the stabbing and its lack of direct health updates to Chauvin's family. According to the Associated Press, the Tucson prison is notorious for lapses in security and staffing problems. Three Palestinian college students were shot in Vermont over the weekend on their way to dinner. The three men were in Vermont Saturday visiting the home of one of the victim's relatives for the Thanksgiving holiday. Police say the shooter confronted the men and without speaking discharged at least four rounds. Two of the men are said to be in stable condition while the third sustained serious injuries. Police say they've arrested a suspect. He's scheduled to be arraigned later today. 
And now turning to our coverage of the Israel-Hamas war. Hamas released 17 hostages Sunday, including four-year-old American Abigail Eden. In exchange, officials say Israel released 39 Palestinian prisoners, all minors. NBC's Bree Jackson has the latest in Washington. Four-year-old Abigail Adan is the first American citizen freed by Hamas. The Israeli government says this video shows some of the 16 others freed Sunday. Emotional homecomings for families who have waited for more than 50 days for their release. It's such a relief for them just to see them smiling and to see them reunited. It's, it's really overwhelming. It's like we're all walking around with this brick on our chest for so long. President Biden also expressing his relief while pushing for more hostages to come home. We continue to press and expect for additional Americans will be released as well. And we will not stop working until every hostage is returned to their loved ones. Humanitarian aid continues to flow into Gaza under the protection of the four-day pause in fighting, a deal set to end today. The Biden administration is pushing to extend it. Hamas is going to make the decision about whether they're prepared to release another 10 hostages. Israel's put its cards on the table. They're prepared to extend the pause in fighting. So the ball is in Hamas's court. On Capitol Hill, the battle over aid for Israel continues this week. I think it'd be very difficult to get it done by the end of the year. And the impediment currently is the White House policy on the southern border. For now, families are grateful to be reuniting with their loved ones and hopeful others held captive return home soon. And the Israeli government has warned that it is prepared for the next phase of the war once the pause in fighting ends. In Washington, Bree Jackson, NBC News. Other news around the world, Pope Francis is addressing looming concerns over his health. This after the Pope battled several respiratory illnesses this year. The Pope revealed he has lung inflammation, but still plans on traveling later this week to the climate conference in Dubai. The Vatican also expressing the Pope's satisfaction over the release of Palestinian hostages. The death toll from flooding in Somalia has climbed to nearly 100 people. 96 people have died as a result of the floods caused by heavy rains, according to the state news agency. The country has been battered by relentless heavy rains that started in October. The United Nations estimates that about 700,000 people have been displaced, and the flooding is said to be the worst in decades. It's the Monday after Thanksgiving. Are you still picking out that turkey in the refrigerator? Experts say, unfortunately, it's time to toss the bird out. That's right, the last day to eat turkey leftovers, according to health experts, is today. That's because the storage window for turkey is three to four days. If you can't finish the leftovers in time, health experts say you can freeze the meat. However, of course, you run the risk of changing quality or flavor after three to four months in the freezer. Oh, man, I don't like to hear that. I still have some turkey hanging out in my fridge. <laughs> I don't know. I think you can freeze it because I've read articles That's saying... That's what they said. You can <coughs> freeze it. Right, but I've read articles saying you freeze something, it's good indefinitely. Oh, in the freezer? <coughs> yeah. Right, it could get like freezer burn or it something depends on, on how it. you sure. freeze it. Yeah. So um, wrap it well. But wrap it well or... Um, um, uh, vacuum seal yeah, is the best absolutely. way to do it. <coughs> I hate so. to lose that turkey. I know. Good stuff. <laughs> so delicious. Saw some ham on the table there as well. Welcome back here at 524. If you struggle to make ends meet and, and find yourself living paycheck to paycheck, you're not alone. A new report says 60% of Americans also live paycheck to paycheck. And combined credit card debt is around $1 trillion. 
Nearly three-fourths of U.S. citizens say they are stressed about finances, worried about rising inflation, and not having any savings. Experts say the best advice is stick to a budget and live within your means, especially as we head into the holidays shopping season. All right, it is a Bakersfield tradition. Hundreds gathered for the most anticipated goal of the year in Condors Town at Mechanics Bank Arena. This is the 25th annual Teddy Bear Toss Game. Fans showered the rink with stuffed animals after the Condors scored their first goal of the night. The teddy bears are then collected and donated to the United Way to kids in need. A giant bear even repelled his way from the ceiling to the ice to help collect those teddy bears. Organizers say the teddy bear toss has always been one of their biggest nights of the year. The, the players feel it, the coaches feel it, the, the fans feel it. It's the only time where nobody's up getting concessions, nobody's up going to the bathroom. I mean, everybody's glued to their seats waiting for this goal to happen. And uh, I think that's the cool part about it is they're hanging on every shot, the anxiety for every shot. I, I mean, that's the best part about it. It's a lot of fun for everybody. It's, you know, multi-generational now, and uh, it's just great to see. Close to 9,000 fans showed up for the sold-out event, and the official teddy bear count will happen later today. Well, if you need a little kick to get you into the holiday spirit, this ought to do it. Holiday Lights at Calm is back over at the California Living Museum. And this year, the light display is at its original format, a walkthrough event in the zoo after three years as a drive-through experience. The display officially opened to the public over the weekend. And later on this morning, we're going to have some tickets to give away. So stay tuned because in about one hour, we'll tell you how to get your hands on them. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas is a cult classic, but don't expect Burton to ever make a sequel. The famed producer of the film officially shot down the idea of a follow-up, including prequels or reboots. Burton's comments come after Henry Selleck, the film's director, said a prequel could be a possibility. Burton doubled down, stating that while he appreciated the interest in another film, he's not interested and wants to leave the animated film alone. Hello, this is Tim Callahan with Clinica Sierra Vista, and we're excited to unveil the Community Health Center of the Future, our comprehensive care center. It's located right across the street from Memorial Hospital. We have every service under one roof, from family medicine, OBGYN care, dental services for adults and children, behavioral health, and much more. So find your way to better care at Clinica Sierra Vista this year at our comprehensive care center. Visit our website, clinicasierravista.org, for the latest on this project. We'll see you soon. Alpine Christmas Trees has been serving Bakersfield families with the perfect centerpiece for their holiday traditions for more than four decades. The owner says the secret to his success is the Christmas experience. 17's Rob Hagen reports. It's time to deck the halls and smell the pine as the sound of chainsaws signal the start of the Christmas tree picking season in Bakersfield. People that came in when I was a kid, their grandkids are in here now. Alpine Christmas Trees has five locations across Kern County operating seven days a week from nine to nine. The organization guarantees a fresh tree in three days. For 46 years, we've been serving the people of Bakersfield. And it's a real challenge to get it all to come together. We grow our own trees in Oregon and we ship them fresh so that we always have nice fresh trees. The tree lots have seen generations of smiling faces as families pick their perfect tree. 
a tradition Derek Witt and his family have been doing for 13 years. Our parents always did that for us, you know, going around and trying to find the, you know, the perfect tree. We always pick a spot to go eat afterwards. It's nice for the kids to get out and hopefully we can pass that tradition down to them. Owner Chris Moradic says an eight-foot tree will cost you about 60 bucks. Americans spend an average of $80 per tree and there are 25 to 30 million real trees sold according to the National Christmas Tree Association. Plus, we deliver over 500 trees a year to homes and businesses. The U.S. is home to nearly 15,000 Christmas tree farms, according to the NTCA, including alpine Christmas trees. And they'll probably be back next year, because after all, it's tradition. We wish everybody a Merry Christmas and God bless you and your family. Rob Hagan, 17 News. And making news around the state, Disneyland guests got an unexpected, perhaps unwelcome show over the weekend when a half-naked man hopped off a popular ride and started walking around barely clothed. Workers immediately stopped the It's a Small World ride when it happened. Police also responded to help security detain the man. Officers arrested the 26-year-old for indecent exposure and being under the influence. He was taken to a hospital as a precaution. Well, check this out. It was a busy weekend on the road, but drivers probably didn't expect to see this. You can see a giant tumbleweed about the size of a car rolling across that street in Simi Valley. Experts say it was most likely created by those high Santa Anta winds. All right, well, millions of people headed home yesterday after a long Thanksgiving weekend. In fact, TSA airline travel was expected to potentially break a record for busiest travel day ever. They expected to screen nearly 3 million people at airports across the country. That would be the most ever in a single day during a travel period that's already known to be very busy. So we're still waiting for those final numbers, but hopefully everyone made it home safely. All right, though in previous decades, discounts on the hottest items on Black Friday caused frenzies for shoppers. Here locally, things are looking a bit different. 17th Aaliyah Fitzgerald joins us with more. Aaliyah? That's right. If things seemed quiet in stores on Friday, that's because there were more online consumers this year. With bigger retail items being shipped straight to consumer doors and prices not being as appealing in stores in comparison to previous years, Black Friday felt different. Black Friday in 2013 used to look like this. What used to be large mobs of people camping out all night for the best deals is now only small groups hoping for a deal. Um, not really. I just wanted to go out because most people online shop now and I kind of like doing it in person better. It's n nothing is the same anymore as when we would come and literally on Thanksgiving Day you'd have to get in line and now you don't have to do that. <laughs> well, I was hoping to get a TV today. A TV? For yeah. how much do you think? Um, I mean, anything less than $500 maybe it would be nice, like a big TV. My kids broke my last TV, so I'm hoping to get a new TV, yeah. Though mobs weren't wrapped around the building this year, some locals continue shopping this year as a part of their holiday tradition. We've done it for, gosh, oh, since we 20, were 25 years maybe? Both their ages. No. <laughs> but yeah, every year we get, we get up and probably around, what, 4, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and we just meet at the stores and get our coffee and... Fewer prices look like they did a decade ago, but Old Navy has stayed true to their percentages off, according to this Black Friday ad from 2013. 
50% off was their Black Friday price then, which was the same as this year. With prices and doorbusters not being what they used to be, things have turned a bit casual. Just a um, last minute gift for, you know, um, Christmas, that's all. Now, if you missed out on the deals in stores on Friday, all of the best Cyber Monday deals will be located on our website at KGT.com. Maddie, back to you. I remember going out like as a kid with my mom waking up in the middle of the night to go shopping. And I kind of agree with the people who say it's actually more enjoyable now because it's not as stressful having to rush to get those deals or lines and people are hopefully in a better mood. Um, so everybody enjoy your shopping over the next few weeks. The town of Wasco celebrating after a huge win. 17 sports director Anthony Vasquez has the story. Entering summer camp in 2023, 27 teams entered and only one can call themselves Valley Champions and that's the Wasco Tigers. WHS braved the elements and upset top-seeded Bishop Union 42-41. The play of the game was a game-sealing fumble with under a minute to go, recovered by Ram Lopez. And while it wasn't the best of nights with the defense, Coach Martinez says that play exemplifies the whole season. We said uh, earlier this week, defense wins games, and you know our defense played like crazy. We made a big play versus Reilly, and we made another defensive play, and he kind of bobbled it on that play. And I, my first instinct was to punch at the ball. I punched at the ball and seen it come loose and landing on that ball. It just felt like the greatest, you know, landing of my life. The offense deserves a lot of credit too. Hammy Lopez ran wild for a second consecutive game, and he was a big reason why Wasco put up 42 points on a very good Bishop Union defense. Despite being just a sophomore, Hammy knew it was up to him to carry the load offensively. Uh, as a sophomore, I got to be a leader, a young leader, and I did that. I, I dream about this moment, as I said, you know, and it's a big game to me. I was nervous the whole time, the whole week. I knew he can do it though. I knew he can do it. Hey, I want a running back. He can do it. Up next for the Tigers is the state playoffs, where two wins separates Wasco from a state championship. But until then, Tiger Faithful can celebrate into the night because Wasco has its first Valley Championship since 2012. Reporting from Bishop Anthony Vasquez, 17 News. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is a production of KGET and Nexstar Media Group. For more on all of the headlines in today's show, head to KGET.com.